Morning, everyone. Nice to see you all um, on this lovely, lovely morning. No rain. Um, shall we just pray before we, we start? Father, we thank you that you are here with us this morning. And we thank you that you want to bless us. We ask and pray now that you will just settle our hearts to consider your word. In Jesus' name. Amen. I've recently been um, reading and studying the book of Joshua and it's quite challenged me and given me lots of things to think about and I'd like to share some of those with you this morning. Um, if I said to you, what do you know about Joshua? You might say, well, he succeeded Moses in leading the people. And he actually led the people into the promised land. You might remember that he fought the Battle of Jericho, which was a really strange one, wasn't it? Because the people marched around seven times, the trumpets went up, a shout went up, and the walls fell down. Quite a strange thing. But that was Joshua who led the people. And the Lord stopped the sun in its place for Joshua and the army to, to complete and win the battle. Quite strange things. But this was all in the book of Joshua. So let's find out just a little bit more about Joshua this morning. He was the son of Nun, and his family were descendants from Ephraim, who was Joseph's second son. He was born in Egypt into slavery, and it many people say that he actually served as a slave to the Egyptian taskmasters. I'd like to read you from Joshua chapter 1, verses 1 to 6. After the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, the Lord said to Joshua, son of Nun, Moses' aid, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now then, you and all these people... Get ready to cross the Jordan River into the land I'm about to give them to the Israelites. I will give you every place where you set your foot, as I promised Moses. Your territory will extend from the desert to Lebanon and from the great river Euphrates, all the Hittite country to the Mediterranean Sea in the west. No one will stand against you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will never leave you or forsake you. Be strong, be courageous, because you will lead the people to inherit the land I swore to their ancestors to give them. <coughs> This is Joshua's calling. He was called for a very specific purpose. In verse 6 it says, You, Joshua, will lead these people to inherit the land that I swore to their ancestors to give them. Put yourself in Joshua's shoes. God chose him to lead the Israelites, God's chosen people, into the promised land. A big ask. 
The Bible tells us earlier that spies were sent into the promised land to report back about the land and about the cities and about the people. And the spies returned back and spoke about giants. The people were like giants. They were strong, ferocious warriors. And their cities, well, they were fortified against attack and were very strong. Also, Joshua was called to succeed Moses. I'd like to just read to you what was said about Moses in Deuteronomy 34, verses 10 to 12. Since then, no prophet has risen in Israel like Moses, whom the Lord knew face to face, who did all these signs and wonders that the Lord sent him to do in Egypt, to Pharaoh and to all his officials and to his whole land. For no one ever showed the mighty power or performed the awesome deeds that Moses did in the sight of all Israel. So Joshua, he was called to follow Moses. <coughs> this is a wonderful tribute to Moses. If you remember, Moses was called in strange circumstances also. There was a burning bush that was not being consumed and God spoke to him through that. He called Moses for a specific purpose, to lead the people out of slavery and to lead them into freedom and to the promised land. Moses went to Pharaoh, let my people go. Pharaoh kept refusing and God sent ten plagues to the Egyptians before Pharaoh agreed to let those people go. Moses leads the people out of Egypt, but then he comes to the Red Sea and God performs the most tremendous miracle. He opens the sea so that they can walk through on dry land to freedom. And then Moses led the people for 40 years in the wilderness, putting up with their moaning, their groaning, their grumbling, their lack of faith, their idol worship, wishing they were back in Egypt in slavery. But our God is a faithful God and he protected them and he guided them and he provided for their every need. Do you remember? He sent manna every morning for them to eat, fresh manna for them to eat every morning. Water gushed from a rock to give them fresh water. There's a lesson here for us too, isn't there? That our God is faithful to us even though we don't deserve it. Moses was given the Ten Commandments to form his people into a nation. So Joshua, he witnessed all these things and many, many more besides. He was Moses' aide, his right-hand man and his commander. Moses was Joshua's mentor, where he learnt most things. So Joshua, how are you going to take the shoes of Moses? How are you going to follow Moses? 
a godly man, a faithful man. He didn't give up. He was persistent with the task he'd been given. He was fearless. Can you really take Moses' place, Joshua? And of course, don't forget the giants and the fortified cities. They're still there. So what did Joshua do? What would you have done? Run? Hide? No. He acknowledged and he accepted his calling from God. The task that he'd been set, the task that God had prepared for him for many years. And he claimed the promises of God that God made to him. Because you remember God said to him, I will give you every place where you set your foot. From experience, Joshua knew that God was true to his word and faithful. God promised him, no one will be able to stand against you all the days of your life. And what God's saying there is that I'm going to protect you. Battles are going to come. And if you read Joshua, there were many battles. But God promised that he would keep him safe. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. God's promise here is clear and strong. I will never leave you or forsake you. Be strong and courageous because you, Joshua, will lead the people to inherit the land. Victory is secure. When God calls us to do something, big or small, he always, always gives us everything that we need to complete that task. As you know, I've been key worker at Lunch Club for quite a number of years now. And um, there have been occasions when people have come in and forgotten to book a meal. And they've decided at the last minute or changed their mind. And in they've come and they are, they're not on the list. They've not booked a meal. And there have been several times when I've looked at the food we've got in the kitchen and the numbers that we've got to provide food for, and I see Lorraine nodding her head, and I said to Ruth, I don't, I don't think we've got enough here. Every time we've had enough because God provides. What about Manor House? I'm amazed there. I go there every Tuesday. What God provides at Manor House every week Every week. There's not sort of a week he does, a week he doesn't. Every week we have the food that we need to put into Manor House to feed the people. We have the volunteers that we need to run Manor House. We also have the funds to buy things that we need for Manor House. God is faithful. So what did Joshua do? What was his response? Joshua 1 verses 10 and 11 says, So Joshua ordered the officers of the people, go through the camp and tell the people, get your provisions ready, because three days from now we will cross the Jordan here to go in and take possession of the land. The Lord your God is giving to you for your own. These are strong 
clear orders from a leader whose attitude is positive. We will take possession of the land because God is for us and he has promised us this land. Joshua is ready, is ready to act upon his calling and he totally believed in God's promises to him. And he believed that God would provide everything needed for them to enter and conquer the promised land. You know, we need to be a bit more like Joshua, don't we? Get up. Not sit. Get up. Step out in faith and believe in God's promises to us to be part of his amazing plan for us. Joshua believed that God would be faithful and would prepare the way for his people to take that promised land, whatever they faced. He also believed that his God is God of the amazing. Guess what happened next? To enter the promised land, they've got to cross the River Jordan. In Joshua 3, verse 7, sorry, not that one. (laughs) It's... um... Where is it? Joshua, um, I've lost lost it, sorry. Can you put the next one up for me, please? Yeah, here it is. I'll have to just have a little look. The Lord said to Joshua, today I'll begin to exalt you in the eyes of all Israel so that they may know that I am with you as I am with Moses. And the next one, please. So when the people broke camp to cross the Jordan, The priests carrying the Ark of the Covenant went ahead of them. Now the Jordan is in flood all during harvest. Yet as soon as the priests who carried the Ark reached the Jordan and their feet touched the water's edge, the water from upstream stopped flowing. It piled up in a heap a great distance away at a town called Adam in the vicinity of Zarathan while the water flowing down to the sea of the Arabah, the Salt Sea, was completely cut off. So the people crossed over opposite Jericho. The priests who carried the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord stood firm on dry ground in the middle of the Jordan, while all Israel passed by until the whole nation had completed the crossing on dry ground. Do you know, this reminds us, doesn't it, of when Moses took the Israelites through the Red Sea and God opened the Red Sea for them to walk to freedom. I love the fact that the same amazing miracle was performed here with Joshua leading them. What's God saying here? He's saying, I'm the same. I'm the same God that was with Moses that's now with you, Joshua. He's saying, I'm the same yesterday, today and forever. I don't change. He's saying, I'm faithful to my word and to my promises. And now is the right time for you to pass through the Jordan and to take that promised land. Now's the right time. Oh, and by the way, Joshua, as I was with Moses, so now I am with you. 
The book of Joshua shows us God's faithfulness as we read it. God stands firm on his promises and fulfills his promises. If we step out in faith, God guarantees victory. The book also points out the importance of our obedience to God. Joshua never doubted or questioned God's calling on his life or God's instructions, and sometimes they were strange. He never questioned that God would protect him and deliver him. And he absolutely believed that his God is God of the amazing and can do all things. In Joshua 1 verse 9, Joshua said, uh, God said to Joshua, Have I not commanded you, be strong, be courageous, do not be afraid, do not be discouraged, for the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. That was a command, be strong and be courageous. In other words, don't be frightened and don't be dismayed. But it's followed by that strong promise, isn't it? For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. If we look at this verse a little more closely, there are four little lessons that we can learn from it. First of all, submit to the purposes of God. Joshua totally accepted and acted on God's calling on his life. He didn't hesitate. He acted on God's leading and with a really positive attitude. He knew that God would do great things. He totally believed it. How about you? God has a plan for all of us. Things that he wants us to do for him. But do you expect the amazing from God? In, verse, in Ephesians 3.20 it says this, now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work within us. How big is your God? How big is my God? Often we limit him, don't we, with our own doubt and our own fear and negative attitudes. We need to be a bit more like Joshua, don't we? The second lesson that we can learn is to seize and claim the promises of God because God always keeps his promises. God promised Joshua that every place that the sole of his feet would tread on and he put this, I have given you, not I will give you if you... There was no if you, it was I have given these to you. No man will stand before you all the days of your life. And Joshua became a legendary military leader. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will never leave you or forsake you. Every promise that God made to Joshua was kept by God. 
Joshua took hold of these promises and he claimed them and he acted confidently upon them. You know, God's made hundreds of promises to us in his, his word in the Bible and they're very clearly set out. But we do need to read them and to claim them for ourselves. The third little lesson is to stand firm on the precepts and principles of God. In chapter 1, verse 6, and again in verse 9 of Joshua, God said twice, be strong, be courageous, and then followed by that promise, do not be afraid, do not be discouraged, for the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. Be strong and be courageous. And sometimes we need to be strong and courageous when life throws awkward things to us, don't we? It reminds us of Jesus' words to his disciples before he ascended into heaven. Jesus called them and tasked them, Go, make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Teach them to obey everything I've commanded you. A big ask. But here's the promise. Surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. Do you see a pattern? God calls us to do things, but then he gives us his promise. He's never going to leave us to do these things on our own. He always promises that he will be with us. When God sees our fear, this is what he says to us. It's in Isaiah 43, verses 1 and 2. Do not fear, for I have redeemed you. I have summoned you by name. You are mine. When you pass through the waters, that is the difficulties that come to us in life, I will be with you. And when you pass through the rivers, that's the really difficult ones, they will not sweep over you. So we can be courageous and we can be strong and we can step out in faith with confidence that we are in Christ and he's with us. At the end of the book of Joshua in chapter 24, we see Joshua as an old man. He gathers all the tribes of the Israelites together at Shechem and he makes his final speech to them. Actually, his speech is his testimony. And if you think about that word testimony, the first four letters are the key, test. And you know testimonies mainly come from tests, don't they? When we get tested, we see God, we feel him. He does things for us. He becomes very personal to us, even more when we're in a test. And this was Joshua's testimony. I'm not going to read it all. It's up there for you. If, if you could put it up, Sam, please. 
Joshua assembled the tribes, and this is what he was saying to them. Remember past blessings, what God has done for you. And he goes through everything that I've been talking to you about, those past blessings. And he's saying, don't forget, remember the past blessings. Remember God's goodness to you. To the people, he was saying, remember all the battles we've won, the miraculous battles that we've won. But to us, he is saying, remember God's goodness to you. God has a plan for each of us. And that's why he sent Jesus, so that we can know him personally. He has a plan to bless us. And he will never leave us, even when things are difficult. And you know, the people had an inheritance, the promised land. But we too have an inheritance. We have a certain future, a promised land. In John 14, Jesus said, I go to prepare a place for you. I will come back and I'll take you to be with me so that you also may be where I am. Finally, in verse 16, Sorry, verse 15, Joshua challenged the people and he said, God has done so much for you. Choose this day for yourselves who you will serve. Now's the time. Choose who you will serve. Joshua's response was, but as for me and my household, we will serve the Lord. Joshua's faith was unwavering throughout his life. And I trust that Joshua's response, but as for me, I will serve the Lord, will be our response. Remember God's word to Joshua. Be strong, be courageous, for surely I'm with you always. Thank you for listening.